Good morning, church. Thank you for being here, and I want to welcome you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Many of you probably have many things to do, a different place to go, but we thank you for worshiping with us this morning. Have you been blessed this morning? Yes. Yes. As it was mentioned, today is Thanksgiving Sunday, and we always place the Sunday before Thanksgiving. I'm kind of giving a little bit that Thursday is Thanksgiving this coming week. So many of you probably still haven't done your shopping. So I just want to give you a warning that as you're shopping out there in all the grocery stores, just know that our kettles are out there this week. And certainly we would love to, but again, you know what to do. But we are just so blessed to have each and every one of you this morning. And as we look at the season, this time of the year, we want to look at Thanksgiving today and what it means for each and every one of us. The question is, that is always asked. I don't know about you, but if they've already asked you this, but what are you thankful for? You don't need to tell me. I just want you to think of that. A question that many probably of you will be asked in a few days from now. But let me read to you a prayer. A prayer that someone wrote about, about what she is thankful for. And it has a lot to say about Thanksgiving. So it goes like this. So listen to what she wrote about what she's thankful for. I'm thankful for taxes. Whether you like it or not, but she's thankful for taxes. Because it means I'm employed. And she says, I'm thankful for the lawn that needs mowing, windows that need cleaning, and gutters that need fixing. Because it means that I have a home. I'm thankful for the parking spot I find at the far end of the parking lot because it means that I'm capable of walking and that I have been blessed with transportation. I am thankful for a teenager who is not doing dishes or cleaning his room but is watching TV because that means he is at home and not on the street. I'm thankful for the clothes that fit a little too snug because it means I have enough to eat. And she says, I am thankful for the pile of laundry and ironing because it means I have clothes to wear. I'm thankful for all the complaining I hear about the government because it means that we have freedom of speech. And finally, she says and writes, I'm thankful for the alarm that goes off in the early morning hours because it means that I'm alive. We have so much to be thankful for. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Amen. You see, when we think of Thanksgiving, I don't know about you, but we think of food. Family, I hear an amen on that one. Family, and how about you here, sports fan? Football. Oh, I don't hear an amen on that one. All right, well, those. But really, if you really need to go specific, let's go down to a little bit about, we think of turkey, stuffing, green bean casserole, pumpkin pies, and am I getting you hungry? Wait till Thursday. But not only that, church. Don't forget the aunties, the uncles, the cousins, grandma, grandpas, and friends. What a blessing. What a blessing. You see, Thanksgiving is a time to celebrate together and to take stock 
of so many blessings in our lives. And I know in our family, the Lam family, we go around on Thanksgiving and we, we take turns sharing and naming the things which we're, we're thankful for. And I know as the kids have grown and I know many times I remember we would say, what are you thankful for? I thankful, I'm thankful for Jesus. You know, everything is Jesus as they're little kids. But really, we have been blessed to be able, we're thankful for the schools that the kids go to. We're thankful for being able to live here in Hawaii. A lot to be thankful for. You see, we remind ourselves of the privileges that we have. Privileges that so many around other world do not have. We, we take a breathe of sigh of relief that we made it through the tough challenges of the years past. And we smile at the simple things and the profound that made a difference in our lives. Church, this is Thanksgiving. A time to give thanks to God. So let me ask you this. What does it mean for us, for you and for me, to give thanks to God? And so this morning, I invite you to turn your Bibles, if you have it with you, or any electronic Bible that you may have, to the Old Testament Scripture. It is from 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34. And as we want to consider this question this morning, what does it mean for us to give thanks to God? You see, in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, as you turn to that scripture, there's a Thanksgiving celebration that was going on. It's about, I would say, 3,000 years ago, the Hebrew people under King David, after generations of struggle, the Hebrew people have come together to celebrate a tremendous victory and their freedom from the oppression of the Philistines. And you see, God's promises have been fulfilled in their lives. And there is this tremendous celebration of thanksgiving. And so, outside of Jerusalem, King David is leading a parade, a victory procession, you call it. And the Ark of the Covenant, which was the visible sign of God's promises for them. And his covenant with Israel. The Ark of the Covenant is being brought into Jerusalem. And there you have the priest. And just like this morning, I love it. As I don't know if you've noticed, but we had the hula dancing. We had violin playing. They had the harp then. And you had kids and the adults and the choir. That's what they experienced on that day. Celebration. And there King David is adorned in ceremonial clothes. And following that, all the Hebrew people, all marching into Jerusalem, celebrating. And on that day, church, the people sang a song. We sang many songs today. But they sang a song which is what it's recorded in First Chronicles 16, starting with verse 8 to 36. I encourage you to please look at that song that they sang. And this is a song that the theme really is about remembering God's wonderful deeds, what he has done for them, how his fulfillment of his promises, and to give thanks to God. 
and how fitting it is for us today on Thanksgiving Sunday to give thanks to God. So today, November 22nd, the year of 2015, we have come together to celebrate as they have celebrated over 3,000 years ago the victory and the freedom of what it means, church, to be a follower of Christ, to be a son and a daughter of God. A celebration of thanksgiving, offering the songs of our heart. Each and every one of us has a song in our heart, and we want to lift that song up to him this morning. So verse 34 is the key verse that I would like for us to look at. It summarizes the Israelite song, and it's on the screen, and I'd like for us to read it. And it says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let's do that again. Give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. We see it in the Old Testament over and over. To give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his love endures forever. And did you know that it appears 45 separate times in the Old Testament? That's a lot. So what does that mean for us? That we need to spend time giving thanks to God. So let me ask you this morning, can you look back in a few hours, uh, a few days ago, or just this morning, have you spent time giving thanks to God? Recently? You know, we have a God who knows everything, right? But why do we need to thank God? Doesn't he know that already? Well, this morning, let me give you two reasons why we need to give thanks to God. Just two. There are many out there, and you can come up with many. But just, I just want to share two things. How we, the reason why we need to give thanks to God. And first is this. Why do we need to give thanks to God? Because, church, he is good. Simple as that. Is that our God is good. Have you ever thought of God as being generous toward you? Can you believe that when he looks at you and he looks at me with all of our imperfections, he says to you and he says to me, I want to be generous to you. I can't wait to pour out on you that which will make you content. Not because you deserve it, because there's something about who I am. That's God telling us that loves to overflow in overgenerous ways upon you. Well, church, you see, God is for you and for me. He has your back and he's got my back. He is there plotting to do us good. You and I are the object of his affection. And because of his divine nature, all that he expresses comes from an overwhelming, I think, of God-sized generosity towards you. You see, God is good. All the time. He is good indeed. And I stand before you to let you know that God has been good to me. And I experience his goodness on a daily basis. And I experience the blessing, the blessing of having a wonderful husband and a wonderful kids. And I have received a blessing, his goodness of being able to be called and serve him through the Salvation Army. 
and to be appointed here at the Crocs Center. And I receive his blessing day in and day out to be able to get to know each and every one of you and to grow together in Christ and to experience life together, the good and the bad. What a blessing. So I stand here blessed by God's goodness in my life. You see, God's goodness is there, I experience it, but sometimes it's just too much to comprehend. Too much. In fact, because of God's goodness, one thing I am grateful and thankful for is that we are alive today. We are alive today, and that's because of His goodness. We do say all the time, God is good, all the time, all the time, He's good. Guess what? That's not just because we're saying it. I hope that when you say that, you reflect upon what the Scripture says. Because it is true. It is from the Word of God. It tells us, Psalm 34, 8 tells us, taste and see that the Lord is good. Nahum 1, 7, the Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. Lamentations 3, 25, the Lord is good to those whose hope is in Him. And 1 Peter 2, 3 tells us, That when you taste and see the Lord is good, it says that you have tasted that the Lord is good. You see, our God is so rich and full of wealth that his resources of creation and beyond doesn't just, I I, I don't see God writing a check and says, here, take $50 and that's all going to take care. Everything's just going to be taken care of. No, I, I think our God is not cheap. No way. He is not, he is not pake. We love using that word here, don't we? No way, he's not. You see, church, God makes available to us, I like this, the key to his safe deposit box. He's got a safe deposit box for each and every one of us here. His annuities, his CDs, all his bank accounts, his real estate holdings, everything, church. And he says to you this morning, I will supply all your needs out of my riches. Goodness. That's our God who is good. You see, his goodness is part of his nature, his essence. God is good and we are beneficiaries of it this morning. He takes care of us. Can I hear an amen? No matter how great, how small, how deep, how difficult. Even our salvation and our relationship with him. He's there always. So how has God been good to you? How has he been good to you lately or this morning? Well, as you sit there, you're probably saying, I know many of you are saying, God's been good to me. He has been there no matter what. But certainly... How many of you have been asked this question? How many of you have already said this question to yourself? If God is so good, then why do bad things happen? Why do bad things happen if he is such a good God? Well, church, why did the Paris attack happen? And now, what about those Syrian refugees? Why is there such a problem of homelessness right here in paradise? And for me personally, I remembered saying, why did my brother get cancer? And you probably can come up with your own whys. There have been many whys in my life. And through the whys, 
It is very difficult to give thanks. It is very difficult. It is tough. But church, let me tell you what Paul tells us. Give thanks in all circumstances. Always give thanks. And you might think, surely the apostle Paul made a mistake. Is he crazy? But you know what? He was not crazy. Because you see, even it was not easy for him. It wasn't. For you see, Apostle Paul suffered some very difficult problems, like problems like you and I, because they're real. It was real for him. Then he called, he called it for himself a thorn in his flesh. Listen, he also had been ran out of town, got beaten, whipped, imprisoned, betrayed by his friends. He was naked, cold, hungry. Let me just go on to what has happened to him. Shipwrecked, stone, because of his faith. Yet, what does Paul, should he give up? No. Paul says, never stop giving thanks to God. Paul said several things that really show that he had a proper perspective. Proper perspective on his, of the burdens of his life. He says this, it's on the screen. He says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. And he says, that is why for Christ's sake I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. You see, church, for when I am weak, then I am strong. And he also goes on. This is the proper perspective on our situations. He says, and I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here, wherever he's been, has helped to spread the good news. Those were the words here, promises. And when we, like Paul, have the proper perspective in our situations, in spite of all the whys, we too can give thanks in all circumstances. You see, in our weakness, God can make us strong. When we are struggling, God is able to work in our lives. He helps us through the times when we could have never faced on our own. You see, I would say this morning that I have learned to be thankful in the difficult circumstances that my family had has faced with my brother's terminal illness. But now, I want you to notice, I didn't say I was thankful for the cancer. Not at all. But that I was thankful in the, the difficult time that we've been through with my brother's illness. You see, I don't believe Paul is saying that we have to be thankful for our problems. But rather, he wants us to be thankful in them in the situation and being thankful because in them God allows it to use it for his greater good. And you see, others can come to Christ because of your example of what you've been through, especially in those tough times. So we need to rest in God's goodness this morning, church, and step out in faith. Because you see, when you believe that God is good, he frees us to take ever-increasing steps of faith. And he reminds us, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good, not for disaster, to give you future and a hope. So this morning, church, we need to give thanks to the Lord. Why? Simple as this. 
Number one is he is good. And secondly, this morning, and this is, thank you for being patient. We're almost there. The second reason is this. The other half, the last part of the verse, his love endures forever. His love, his love. Another way to say this is that his loving kindness is everlasting. And if you turn your Bibles to Psalm 136, you'll see that phrase, his love endures forever. And it goes like this, like this. It goes on 26 times. His love endures forever. It is a reminder that God's love for you and for me endures forever. It will never end. And the people of Israel seem to have forgotten that, that who God is for them. You see, they disobeyed God and they worship other gods. They followed people who sometimes led them away from God. You see, they needed to learn that their God's love would not end. And that's the same way with us this morning, church. God's love is never ending. Enduring love that does not change, that is faithful and strong through all generation. Enduring unyielding love that stands firm in spite of circumstances. Enduring love whose compassions never fail because what? They are new every morning. And it is through this love that God gave us his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And this great love is demonstrated in this. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Enduring love of God that is in Lord Jesus. Because you see, nothing can separate us from him. How wonderful, how powerful, how wide, how long, how high, how deep is God's enduring love for you and for me. It's beyond our understanding. But you see, church, even when news is not good, God is good. Even when job goes away, God doesn't. Even when we feel alone, we're not alone. Even when we feel rejected, church, God wraps his hands of acceptance. And he tells us that as a believer, we are here on earth. And he says, here you will have trials and sorrows. But take heart because I have overcome the world. So church, God's love carries us through each day of our life. Look at this uh, slide on the screen. Someone wrote this, and I was just very encouraged by it. Only God, only God can turn a trial into triumph, a victim into a victory, a mess into a message, a test into a testimony. Only God, only our God. No matter how Deep the pit is, no matter how deep you are in, in terms of that God loving you, guess what? God loves us no matter what. Because he tells us, he tells Jeremiah this, I have loved you with an everlasting love and have drawn you with unfailing kindness. That's his goodness. So church, Thanksgiving is a daily celebration, not just on Thanksgiving Day. Maybe 365 days in our lives as we give thanks to God for that endures forever. So as we conclude this morning, let's read the scripture one more time again. And I pray that you will memorize this to heart. 
It's not long. It's not a chapter. It's a simple verse. What does it say? Thanks. Church, you can do better than that and say it with passion and conviction. Let's do that again. May that be so. And church, before we end, in your bulletin, you were given a sheet that looks like this. A sheet that says a 30-day Thanksgiving challenge. How many of you are up for a challenge this morning? I'm not going to let you go this, this Sunday without being challenged. God's word has, give, has been shared to us and let's not take it and just leave it there. We're going to take it with us. You're going to take the sheet for the next 30 days. I'm going to ask you, maybe you, your family, however you want to do this, that you take each day and you look and reflect upon a blessing. What blessing is God has given you? A challenge. Write it down. Uh, certainly, I, I would... You can't say I thank God for my house every day. Uh, try to look for something. Really look, ask God what you're thankful for for that day. So take this on. How many of you are willing to do this challenge? Oh, awesome. But Lord, just want to let you know as we close. Raph, can I have uh, the screen that it says, 1 Chronicles 16.36. It ends with this prayer. With this celebration, the Israelite says, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Then all the people said, Amen, and praise the Lord. The word Amen simply means, church, let it be so. So be it. As the Israelites thank God for what He's done, it was closed with a saying, May it be so. Amen. So this morning, I'd like to ask as we end our time, I'm going to pray for you. If you ta- want to take this challenge on, if you're able to stand, I'd invite you to stand and say, I'm standing and I'm going to do this. Even though at days I don't feel like it, I will do it. So will you please stand as your testimony this morning and a challenge you saying, I'm willing to take this challenge on. Not just for 30 days, but praying that it will go on for the rest of the year.